This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Lakama Rasmian with the news. First, the headlines. In Romania, more than 160,000 eighth graders started today the national assessment with a written exam in Romanian language and literature. Romania's new foreign minister, Luminița Odobescu, is paying a visit to Moldova on Monday and Tuesday. 20 European defense ministers and the NATO deputy secretary general are participating in Paris in the conference on joint air defense. And Romania's national football team is taking on this evening in Luzerne, Switzerland's 11, in a match within Group 1 of the Euro 2024 preliminaries. In Romania, more than 160,000 eighth graders today started the national assessment with a written exam in Romanian language and literature. On Wednesday, the students will take the math test. And on Thursday, the students who belong to national minorities will be assessed in their mother tongue. For the first time this year, the national assessment is the only one that counts for high school admission. We remind you that the registration period for the national assessment and the baccalaureate exam has been extended this year due to the all-out strike in education. The protest lasted three weeks and was suspended after the government met the salary demands of the education system employees. More on this issue after the news. Romania's new foreign minister, Luminița Odobescu, is paying on Monday and Tuesday a visit to the Republic of Moldova, an ex-Soviet state with a majority Romanian-speaking population, upon the invitation of her counterpart, Nicu Popescu. This is the first visit that the new Romanian foreign minister pays since taking over her mandate last week. The two ministers will discuss the development of bilateral relations and the Republic of Moldova's accession to the EU. On Tuesday, a joint meeting will be held in Moldova's parliament with the members of the Committee for Human Rights from the Romanian Senate. 20 European Defence Ministers and NATO's Deputy Secretary-General Mircea Joana are participating today in Paris in the Conference on Joint Air Defence organized at the initiative of President Emmanuel Macron. The meeting aims at relaunching the strategic issue regarding air defense and long-range missiles. At present, no EU country has weapons capable of firing a missile from its territory to hit a target more than 1,000 kilometers away, while the Russians can hit all European capitals in just a few minutes. President Emmanuel Macron is calling on the partners in the EU to create the conditions to defend themselves and not leave the future of the borders to the whims of the Russians or the Americans, as he declared a few months ago when he proposed today's conference in Paris. 
The air defense of our continent is a strategic matter. We cannot limit ourselves to promoting a national defense industry at the expense of European sovereignty, said Emmanuel Macron. According to Radio Romania's correspondent in Paris, the remark is aimed directly at Germany. Determined to strengthen the country's air defense, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz launched last year within NATO the European Sky Shield Initiative, the American European Shield, which 14 of the allies joined, among which Romania, but not France. Bucharest saw the start of the Grand Prix Nova Radio Drama Festival, an event organized by Radio Romania under the high patronage of Her Majesty Margareta, custodian of the Crown of Romania. In this year's edition, 27 productions from 12 countries are participating. The festival promotes this year as well in its three sections, innovation in radio drama. In the 11 years since it has been organized by Radio Romania, this festival has become a cultural context in which the experiment is not only displayed but also awarded at the international level, said the President and Director General of the Romanian Broadcasting Corporation, Razvan Dinka. This evening in Luzerne, the Romanian national football team meets the Swiss National Eleven in a Group 1 match of the Euro 2024 preliminaries. On Friday evening, the Romanian national team obtained an important point against Kosovo away from home. Romania's National Eleven is ranked second in the group after Switzerland. Romania's gas imports in the first four months of the year decreased by 45.6%, according to data centralized by the National Institute of Statistics. On the other hand, domestic production increased by almost 7% as compared to the same period of last year. The National Committee for Strategy and Forecast estimated for 2023 in the latest forecast of the energy balance published a gas production increasing by 2% and a decrease in imports by 6.2% from one year to the next. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will meet in Beijing with China's most important foreign policy officials. The U.S. officials' first visit to China comes almost five months after a major breakdown in relations over an alleged Chinese spy balloon. And that was the news from Bucharest Radio Romania International. On Monday, 8th graders sat the Romanian language and literature test in the national evaluation. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Stefan Stoica. With the start of the school exams, the Romanian education returns to relative normality. This academic year has been rather troubled, with an all-out strike of teaching and non-teaching staff paralyzing education for three weeks. The strike ended just in time for the national evaluation of eighth-grade graduates and for the high school baccalaureate. After intensive negotiations with the government and protests of unprecedented scale in the past two decades, public education staff received substantial pay raises and a commitment that the new public sector salary law will recognize the importance of their work. 
Teachers ended the strike but warned that a failure to stand by the government's commitments would have serious social and political consequences, given that 2024 is a year of all possible elections, from those for the European Parliament to local parliamentary and presidential ones. On the other hand, the Romanian public education sector now relies on two legislative pillars after the endorsement of the new education laws. The two pieces of legislation, one concerning undergraduate education and the other university-level education, are claimed to reform the system and bring it closer to present-day requirements. The undergraduate education law is mainly designed to curb school dropout rates, to fight functional illiteracy and to increase investments in education. In turn, one of the goals of the higher education law is to support European cooperation for Romanian universities. The laws were endorsed amid trade union protests, giving the opposition an opportunity to criticize their lack of solutions for the serious problems in the system and to declare the failure of educated Romania, the presidential project that was the starting point for the new legislation. With the strike settled, the end-of-cycle school exams could be organized as scheduled. On Monday, over 160,000 eighth-grade graduates started the national exam season with their first test, the Romanian language and literature one. On Wednesday, they will sit the maths test, and on Thursday, ethnic minority children will have their mother tongue exam. The high school admission grade is the arithmetic mean of the grades in the national evaluation. This is the first year when the grades during the secondary school years are no longer considered in the high school admission process. This year, because of the strike, enrollments for the national evaluation and baccalaureate were extended until the 16th of June. The high school admission stage ends on the 19th of July, when children will find out the high schools where they have been admitted. The baccalaureate begins on Monday, the 26th of June, again with the Romanian language and literature test. A new gas pipeline will link Romania to Central Europe. This is Daniel Bilz at the microphone with a report by Bogdan Matei. The National Company for the Transport of Natural Gas, Transgaz, has signed a contract with Turkish company Kalyon Insat for the construction of Tuzla Podishor gas pipeline. According to a communique released for the Bucharest Stock Exchange, the 500 million euro project consists in the construction of a 308.3 kilometer gas pipeline linking the resources exploited in the Neptune Deep area in the Black Sea and the so-called Brua Corridor, which connects four EU members, Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary and Austria. According to Transgaz General Director Ion Sterian, after the ungen Kishino pipelines between Romania and the Republic of Moldova, Tuzla Podishor is the most important gas infrastructure project, a strategic one, essential in the energy security efforts and also included among the EU common interest projects. The new pipeline will be crossing the counties of Constanza, 
Kalarash and Jurju, and will contribute to ensuring the necessary consumption of gas for the economy and population, to creating the prerequisite for boosting private investment in the area, to supplying gas to the localities around it, to almost 185,000 inhabitants and over 500 public institutions, schools, mayor offices, clinics, cultural centers, etc. The new deputy prime minister of the government in Bucharest, Marian Nakshu, says the future gas pipeline will also be able to carry the 15 billion cubic meters of gas from the Caspian Sea, reaching Romania through the terminals in Turkey and Greece. These connections, Director Sterian says, will allow Romania to become a major regional hub around the year 2027. Romania, says its new energy minister Sebastian Burduja, is a country with significant gas resources, a strategic transit point and a major regional player which could contribute, thanks to its operational transport infrastructure, to the consolidated regional security. The political leaders' statements have also been confirmed by statistics. Romania's gas imports in the first four months of the year went down by 45.6% as compared to the same period in 2022, shows data released by the National Institute for Statistics. The domestic output has increased by roughly 7% against the same period last year. The National Commission of Strategy and Prognosis has forecast a 2% increase in the local gas production and a 6.2% decrease in the imports this year. And that's all from our Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Here is Loredana Groza's first single this year, Dream Like Diva. Yeah, 
The History Show Hello and welcome to The History Show. Today with me, Cristina Mateescu. Rapid Bucharest is the oldest Romanian football first league club. Founded 100 years ago in 1923, this is an immensely popular club in Romania for a number of reasons. It is considered a workers' club. It brought together fans of other clubs dismantled after 1945 by the newly instated communist regime and was persecuted during Nicolae Ceausescu's regime between 1965 and 1989. Rapid Bucharest won three national titles, 13 Romanian Cup titles and four Romanian Super Cup titles. Internationally, the club's biggest achievements are a UEFA Cup quarter-final in the 2005-2006 season and two Balkan Cup titles. In June 1923, the workers of the Atelierele Grivica factory eventually managed to convince the management of the Romanian railways to fund a football team. According to the historian Pompiliu Constantin, the author of a book about the history of the club entitled Rapid and Rapidism, the club has in fact two birth dates, 11th and the 25th of June 1923. Supported by railway workers and the Julesht area of Bucharest, CFR Bucharest became, by the mid-1930s, a serious competitor for the strong teams Venus Bucharest and Ripensia Timisoara. That's also when the club changed its name to Rapid Bucharest and its colours from purple to white and cherry red. The matches were played on Onef Stadium, later the Republic, and from 1936 on their own stadium, Julesht. In 1944, following political pressure from the Communist Party, Rapid went back to its original name as CFR and later changed it to Locomotiva. It wasn't until 1958 that it went back to Rapid. The club was popular for many years, being loved by many different generations of fans. Historian Pompiliu Constantin explains the reasons for this enduring popularity. In essence, this happened in the latter part of the 1930s, but especially after the dismantling of the interwar clubs of Carmen, Maccabi and Venus. Many of these clubs' fans went to Rapid in the 1940s and 50s, because it was one of the few clubs still surviving from the interwar period. I even found articles about the estimated number of Rapid fans, and it was clear it was the most popular club in the 1950s. It hadn't been the most popular in the interwar years. Venus and Repensia were more popular. 
The 1950s press estimated the number of rapid fans at 1 million. After 1945 and the installation of the communist regime, Rapid became one of the regime's favorites. Pompiliu Constantin explains. It was undoubtedly one of the favorites. That's because the regime needed to promote the image of the team as one of the workers, who were also good athletes. From the documents I've studied, Dej did not intervene, but Gheorghe Apostol, who was much more of a fan, tried to help the club in the 1950s, when Rapid were demoted for the first time. Apostol, who was the leader of the workers in Romania at the time, sent a letter asking the Union for Physical Education and Sport, the leaders of Romanian sport, to agree that Rapid stay in the first league because they were the most popular team. His request was naturally rejected and Rapid were demoted to the second league before joining the first league again. Venus Bucharest and Ripensia Timisoara, Rapid's former rivals, had been dismantled or were struggling, as were Progresul Bucharest and Petrolul Ploiești. However, the football landscape changed with the establishment at the end of the 1940s of other clubs that enjoyed great support from the army and the police, Steaua and Dinamo respectively. The new rivals led to the creation of a new identity for the Rapid fans, that of being anti-establishment. This was best seen during the matches, when fans even at one point chanted a slogan directly blaming Ceausescu and the Communist Party for their side being demoted. Historian Pompiliu Constantin says that this anti-establishment sentiment was also episodic, depending on whether Rapid were winning or losing. In his book, he talks about rapidism, which he also associated with a sense of community and solidarity among people. Pompiliu Constantin. It was about this time that rapidism was born, especially that anti-establishment sentiment. The club began to spend many years in the second-tier league. Fans saw this as punishment by the regime. Many matches were fixed, and there's evidence of this in the archives. Rumours of match-fixing circulated among the football fans, many of whom used to gather in Chismijiu Park. It wasn't difficult to tell which matches were rigged. By attending the matches, the people got to know each other and form a well-knit community, including establishing informal networks of exchanging goods, especially during the shortages of the 1980s. Rapid Bucharest this year celebrates its 100th anniversary. It's quite a lot for an organization that has gone through so many complicated historical events. Like any entity looking to the future, it also aims for more. And that was the History Show. Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. 
The 17th of June was the World Day to Combat Desertification and Drought, an opportunity to remind people that pollution and climate change result in the destruction of forests and cultures, and to desertification, which affects a number of countries in Europe, including the southern part of Romania near the Danube. Dolce County in the south has the largest area of sandy soil in Romania, over 100,000 hectares, dubbed the Romanian Sahara. More than 50 years ago, an irrigation system was designed and implemented here called the Sadova Corabia system. Over 9,000 hectares were deforested, but new protection forests were also planted during that period on 1,400 hectares of land to protect against sand expansion. The desertification process in Oltenia, a region in the south of the country, has been studied for decades by experts with the Dabuleng Sand Culture Research and Development Unit. We talked with the unit director, Aurelia Diaconu. There are three main constraining factors in the region. The first of them is the wind, which blows primarily from March to May, when 51% of the days are windy. The second is the lack of water, or drought, and in this region no culture receives the optimum amount of water naturally, so we need to step in with irrigation programs. And the third factor is the excessively high temperature in July and August, which influences plant species distribution. The Sadova Corabia irrigation system brought the water closer to these sandy plots, but it proved insufficient. The sandy land was modeled so as to be used in agriculture. As the head of the Dabuleng Sand Culture Research and Development Unit, Aurelia Diaconu, told us, this improvement scheme for sandy soil was a large-scale project covering over 80,000 hectares of land. We improved the land, which consisted of dunes and interdunes, by scraping the fertile layer, grading the land to ensure the gradient required for irrigation, and bringing the fertile layer back in place while also introducing organic fertilizers. In order to avoid landsliding in sandy soil areas exposed to wind, black locust windbreaks were created, and on plots without agricultural farms and orchards, rice strips were created in order to keep the fertile layer in place. On the other hand, the experts with the Dabulani Sand Culture Research and Development Unit created fruit tree varieties adapted to the weather conditions in the Romanian Sahara, including apricot, peach and cherry trees. The Dabulani watermelons are now a well-known brand in Romania. Also, trees that so far used to be seen in botanical gardens alone, such as kiwi, olive, goji, date and fig trees, are now grown in this region. You have been listening to Think Greener. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Sports Roundup. I'm Eugen Nasta. Romanian national football team's record as part of the Euro 2024 qualifiers has been a win all so far. 
We recall that in March, Romania won both fixtures against Andorra and Belarus respectively this past Friday. In their third match as part of the qualifiers Group 1, Romania's match against Kosovo in Pristina ended in a blank draw. In their fourth official fixture on Monday, Romania takes on Switzerland in Lucerne. In news from volleyball, Romanian women's national volleyball team sustained a 1-3 away defeat by Slovakia this past Saturday in Nitra. It was our national team's last fixture in the Golden Leagues Group B. With only one win in four matches, Romania is at the bottom of the table in its group being outclassed by the Czech Republic with three wins and Slovakia with two. In the men's version of the Golden League, this past Sunday, Brasov, Romania was defeated by Portugal 2-3. Turkey is at the top of the table with five wins and 14 points. Portugal follows suit with three wins and Nine points all told, Romania has a record of two wins and seven points, while bottom of the table squad Denmark has also two wins but only six points on its record sheet. This past Sunday in Paris, world-class Romanian swimmer Konstantin Popovic came in first in the second stage as part of the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series circuit with 464.9 points. Stepping onto the second step of the podium was Ukrainian swimmer Oleksiy Prigorov with 405.15 points, while Russia's Nikita Fedorov was third placed with 402.05 points. The 2022 vice-European champion, the other Romanian in the competition, Katalin Preda, came in sixth with 396.75 points. After two stages, in the overall rankings, Konstantin Popovic is the leader with 110 points. The Romanian Olympic and Sports Committee has made public the Romanian delegation at the European Games that will kickstart in Krakow this week. 150 athletes will take the start in the competition, of which 74 in the women's version and 76 in the men's version of the competition in 18 sports disciplines. At the Games opening ceremony, flag bearers will be world and European champion Roa Katalin Kirila and European hammer throw champion Bianca Gelber. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rrr.io and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a new edition of our weekly jazz music program. Today's edition has been devoted to a very talented jazz musician named Nicolas Simeon, which has been described in the last years as the most active Romanian jazz musician in the diaspora. This is Daniel Bills at the microphone, and now we invite you to listen to one of his latest compositions entitled Lonely Lady. Thank you. 
Born on June the 15th, 1959, close to Brasov in central Romania, Nicola Simeon studied classical music at the Music High School in Brasov. In 2007, the artist brought to Sibiu an ample project entitled Classic Meets Jazz. We go out today with another composition signed by Nicola Simeon from his most successful album entitled Romanian Ethno Jazz.
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Welcome, friends, to a new edition of Listener's Letterbox, the show devoted to our community of listeners. I am Vlad Paluku, your host today. Coming up on the program, last month we had the pleasure of being part of a special event, the annual meeting of the Swedish DX Federation. On this occasion, I actually gave a presentation about Radio Romania and talked a bit to our Swedish listeners. All that and more coming right up. Back to listeners' letterbox, as mentioned in the beginning, on May 27th I got a chance to take part in the annual meeting of the Swedish DX Federation, a popular event bringing together DXers from all over Sweden. It is a highlight event for radio amateurs from this country, which included a number of side events, presentations and meetings. According to Michael Anderson, the host of the event, Swedish DXers met first on May 26th, and discussed the agenda of the event. The first side event was a lecture about Radio Botswana by one of the participating members who worked there in the 80s. 
Participants then attended a Zoom meeting with a new chief editor of the World Radio Handbook, which was very interesting. Before dinner, the Federation's chairman, Stig Granfeld, prepared a quiz. On the next day, on Saturday, proceedings started with the annual general meeting. The next point on the schedule was a visit to the radio amateurs' headquarters in Karlsborg, which served as venue for the whole event. Then, later in the afternoon, I myself gave a Zoom presentation about Radio Romania, outlining a bit of its history, its mission, our current work, partnerships and projects. Later that day, a former co-worker of Radio Moscow's Swedish section also gave a presentation, which was equally interesting and insightful. Saturday, of course, ended with a festive dinner and a nice celebration of the 60-year-long history of DX Friends, a support organization helping the Swedish DX Federation with funding for some of its projects. On the sidelines of the event, organizers also prepared an auction, the proceeds of which will be used to fund the Federation's upcoming projects. On the final day of the event, the meeting ended before lunch with the annual general meeting of the DX Friends and an interesting lecture on FM DXing. All in all, it was a very interesting event and a special pleasure and honor for Radio Romania International to be part of it, albeit remotely. I felt very welcome in the midst of our Swedish friends. I didn't get to talk to the many listeners attending the presentation, but I hope to hear from them via email. We've also posted a brief article in our Listener's Corner section, including some photos of the event, if you're all eager to meet them. The English service has many Swedish listeners writing to us on a regular basis, for which we are very grateful and hope our friendship will extend for many years to come. This past week saw a transmitter in Galben malfunctioned and repair works were operated. Some of our vigilant listeners, including Roy Clark from the United Kingdom, reported issues with the transmission, including variations in the frequencies that shouldn't normally be there. The Romanian Radio Communications Corporation stepped in and remedied the problem, and now everything works as it should. We would like to thank everyone who signaled this issue There were also listeners who notified our German service. So, a big thanks to all who brought this to our attention and helped restore our broadcast to normal. We also take this opportunity to thank all our listeners who send us regular technical feedback. We assure you, your messages are relayed to our technical staff in order to find the best possible solutions. Thank you all. Next week we are celebrating World Music Day and our listener from India, Bidan Chandra Sanyal, made sure we didn't miss this special event. He also enclosed a nice message on this occasion saying Music has no religion, no caste, no color. Its individuality is so strong that it is not limited to any particular language. That is, no barbed wire fence can block the music. Whether it's a musical journey or an exploration of the unknown, World Music Day actually unites the world through music. A small human child begins to hum and hums before it can speak. If nothing else, all animals obey sound. A ferocious tiger also listens to an unknown song. 
From the North Pole to the South Pole, across time, age and place, tunes and songs are everywhere. Music is a thing of the soul. People are born through music. Music touches people in many ways. People rediscover life through music. Hence, World Music Day is a special day for music lovers. Let's enjoy the day together. End of quote. A lovely message indeed be done, and what better way to end this program than to extend your invitation to the rest of our listeners. The Rock and Roll Doina is the name of this song, a collaboration of the Kuibul and Zdobshizdub Moldovan rock bands. I'm Vlad Palku, stay tuned.
focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Victorica Lăcătușu is a leading figure of the traditional music in Gorj County in southern Romania. Here she is now on the microphone with a lively dance tune from this area. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.